So today I have Kira O'Brien. Is that O'Brien? Yeah. Yes, O'Brien. Um, she's a guest again. If you did not see the last one, I suggest you see the last one. Um, well, Kira, uh, just like tell us a little bit about yourself because you know some new people that might not know. Right. So I am 18 years old, and I guess since this will be more zoned around nutrition, I'll kind of talk about like. Um, I guess where I'm going with nutrition. So I am 18 years old and I'm in college and my major is diet and nutrition actually. So my, I would like to definitely pursue my career in health and fitness and kind of more so leaning towards nutrition. Um, I'm not quite sure if I want to be like a registered dietitian or what I really want to do, what the end goal is, but that's basically where I am going with this and taking this. And I also would like to get certified with more nutrition courses and um, follow that route as well. Mm-hmm. Why Why nutrition instead of I mean, training? There's so many other things. Um, I don't know. I ask myself that, honestly. I think I just genuinely enjoy learning about um, nutrition more than training. I've always loved both and I've always been um, very fascinated with food, I guess you could say, and very interested with it since I was very, very young. Like I think since I was probably 14, I'd been like aware of what calories were and how they worked and stuff like that. And I guess some people would say like, oh my gosh, that's like, you're 14 years old, you don't need to know that. But it wasn't from a standpoint of like something that's going to hurt me. It was more just like I was genuinely interested and I wanted to kind of like expand my knowledge on it and how it worked. And I think it kind of started from my mom just like starting to diet and do stuff like that. And I just enjoyed learning about it. Yeah, I I can see that. It's strange, you know, I, I think every... When you're a kid, you have like weird kind of uh, hobbies, I guess, and people don't mm-hmm. see it as like you shouldn't be learning that till you're an adult or something. Like finance, I was learning about the stock market when I was like ten. Like, uh, <laughs> I like people really were like, you know, I found it interesting, and people didn't find it interesting, and then you know, then later on, oh, it's very useful or like something like that, and you're really right. passionate about it. Um, so, I mean, nutrition, I'm looking for a nutritionist right now just to let y'all know, but, uh, there's like, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, such a great route to go. I mean, training as well, but yeah, I just, yeah, that's, that's weird that you pick nutrition. Most people not really a fan of it. Yeah, I know. I find it different too. I think, um, I think I also just... It was something that I didn't know about originally. Like, I knew about it, but I didn't know a lot about it in health and fitness, just like, I guess, the industry as a whole. And um, I had a personal trainer, and he taught me, obviously, like, training and things like that. And he did teach me a lot of nutrition when I started to show interest. But I think um, I just really, really, really wanted to know more about it. And I felt like it plays such a huge part in helping people like training plays a massive part in helping people too but you can be training for years and eat like complete garbage and never you know 
get to really see the results of training or never really get to improve your training because your nutrition just stinks. So I felt like nutrition was such a key role in how you look, how you feel, almost even a little bit more so than training. So that's also something that I just felt like it was so crucial to know about. What do you think, like, the percentage-wise, what, what is it? Is it, like, 60% training or 60% nutrition, 70% nutrition? Like, what is the percentage in your mind? Oh, that's hard. Because I hear uh, some people say 90, and I'm like, yeah, that's a little high. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say 90 because, I mean, I guess it depends on what your goals are at the end of the day. But truthfully, I feel like if you have an even split, you're good to go. But at the same time, I I personally feel like if you prioritize nutrition a little bit better than training, um, you may have more like physical results, better physical results. Yeah, that, that's what I think it is. You know, some people tell me it's all about how you train. It doesn't matter about what you eat, really. And I'm like, oh, that, well, it does matter somewhat. Yeah. So, but what is that like percentage wise? Like I've heard people say 90, that's a big one. And I don't know if that's right. I think 80, 20 is good enough for me. I mean, that's, I mean, you can improve a lot, much more if you just change your nutrition rather than changing your training or adapting some strange training exercises. I don't know. Um, so like that's interesting that you pick nutrition. Like most people, just like oh, that's like something they avoid or like they ba- know the bare minimum, mm-hmm. um, and then they move on to training, athletic training or something like that. Right. And w- what type of nutrition? Like what, what? What is it that you? I mean, there's so many fabs. There's ketogenic. There's intermediate fasting. There's you know, uh, you know, you can go down the list over and over and so what is it like you look at flexible dieting i think you were a big proponent of that or like what what is it oh like how do i go about dieting for myself Mm -hmm. and you think Um, it's different for everyone oh yeah i think it definitely has to be different for everyone because a lot of people are different like some people would rather just eat more carbs than they would fats some people really want to follow a ketogenic diet and then obviously you have like people follow certain diets because of religious reasons or if they want to be vegan because they want to help the planet or for religious reasons stuff like that um so it's definitely all very individualized as to like what they prefer what they like and what fits into their lifestyle and For me, honestly, it's changed a little bit since I started paying attention to my diet. And when I say diet, I just mean a way of eating. I don't mean focusing on eating less and losing weight. I just um, mean like just my way of eating. Um, Because when I started, I never, I would always eat like five to six meals a day all the time. I would eat first thing in the morning, like right before I go to bed. And it works and that's fine. But eventually over time, like my schedule with school got busier and I tried intermittent fasting. So I basically don't eat until around 11 or 12 in the morning. And then I eat my last meal around nine or 10 at night. And 
that's what I've been currently trying to implement. And I honestly feel like my digestion has been better. Um, it's really bizarre because I've had less cravings, which has really surprised me. And I think that again is just more, um, like individual and just, I found a way to help fight cravings for myself. Um, so I've really been implementing that, but I guess you could say, yes, I also am a big believer in, um, having a flexible approach to dieting. So getting like a good variety of foods. And if you're like dying for a candy bar and it's not going to cause you to like eat a ton of more junk food and it'll just help, you know, fight your craving right then and there, then, you know, it happened. That's kind of how I go about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That seems like the best way because, you know, restricting yourself from the joys and wonders of life just doesn't seem... Um, healthy, you know, like, you know, if you say you can't have that right now, I'll be like, oh, okay. But like, if you're like, no, 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 no. And then, you know, you're going to binge. I've seen that happen where, you know, you're just like, wow, this is, I need to eat chocolate or whatever you're into. And you just, and then you eat two, three chocolate bars and you don't know why. Yeah, exactly. I had, I kind of had an issue like that after, um I competed for the first time and that is my personal reason as to why I don't want to compete again is just because I didn't like um how my relationship with food was at all and I mean I'm sure over time that can change as I you know get smarter as I know more as I grow more self-control just being older um and stuff like that but I just really didn't like the way I felt towards food because for a period of time I was just so restricted and then it was just like a complete free-for-all after and I was like oh my gosh I hate this but mm-hmm. is it because do you think because you didn't know as much as you know now or or because totally but also I feel yeah for sure because if I feel like I had really known then like hey post show If you eat, like, a complete a-hole and just eat a ton of food, you are going to gain way more weight than you would if you were to just slowly, you know, allow your – or not even that slowly, but just allow your metabolism to get back to its normal state. So I feel like if I had known that and prepared myself to have that mindset, things would have been a lot better. And I feel like I could have dieted a little bit better because I know more about my body and I just, um, I definitely know more. So yeah, knowledge is power in this situation. Yeah. That's what I always say. Cause like slight adjustments can make a huge difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, your own body's your own body. So you don't know how you're going to react till you start implementing stuff and experimenting. Right, it's very trial and error. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I I feel like there should be a way of doing it, like you know, in a few shots instead of having, like, oh well, let's try this and try that, try this. Oh, that didn't work, and then you know, I don't know. Maybe there's some some way of doing it, but as of now, it's just trial and error, which I think yeah. is 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 a, it can be a terrible method because. Say you miss, 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 and then you don't ever find it, and then you end up finding it like five, six years later. Like, this is what what I need. Right. That's why it's always, I think, helpful to have a coach because they can help you kind of like pass a few of the errors that you could make. And also just at the end of the day, 
it definitely does take a while. Like, you can figure out pretty quickly, okay, what's a good way that's going to work for me, but I mean, to get things perfect and to know, like, what foods really sit with you well, things like that are always changing, and that um, is definitely more like a, I kind of want to say lifetime thing to work with, but definitely a long-term goal, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. (laughs) And do you feel like, you know, maybe your first, like, say you make a, you have a diet and then that diet stops working because I've seen that before where it just, you know, either you plateau or, um, you know, a, a, a myriad of reasons happen and you have to switch to a different diet because I think that's like a huge thing that nobody really knows kind of, but I'm not sure how to explain it. Yeah, I see that as well. What I see mostly, um... Because if we're talking about just, like, a general diet, so I refer to, like, a diet as a way of just eating, but we'll consider this, like, a diet as my goal is to lose weight. So if you're eating fewer calories than your body needs to just sustain its weight and life, then you're going to lose weight. Unless you have, which I'm not familiar with, this would, you'd need, like, a doctor. I just see people who have thyroid disorders and in my family and stuff and they will eat less but they don't necessarily lose weight but that's because of a health issue so if you're eating fewer calories than it takes for your body to just maintain your weight you will lose weight no matter what type of diet you're following but I think what a lot of people don't realize and what I didn't realize is that you can't always be dieting and you need to go through periods of like repair after a diet because your metabolism as you diet will get slower because you're eating less food so it doesn't have to run as as efficiently I guess because you're eating less so it's slower and then usually after a diet or when people hit a point where they're plateauing which that's like a little bit different but after a point of dieting they usually just go out and are like, you know what, I finished my diet or they have like an event and they just completely like ruin all the progress that they had during the diet. So they don't view the fat loss as like a long-term thing and it's more like a short-term thing and then they put it all back on. But once they've put it all back on, their metabolism is still really low because their body hasn't adjusted to eating more calories yet. Um, And I think, and then once they realize, oh my gosh, I put on so much weight, like how do I fix this? They start to diet again and they either don't lose weight because their calories are so, like their metabolism is so slow that they won't be able to lose weight because they'd have to eat like basically nothing or um, they just don't lose the weight, well, that would basically be the only reason. Just because their metabolism is so inefficient and they have all this extra weight to lose, they can't really lose it because the metabolism isn't going to help burn all of that extra food yet. Mm-hmm. And what is your, like, uh, I don't know, like your opinion on like BMIs and stuff like that? Because I feel like those are such disingenuous because like, or not just enjoys, but like they're inaccurate because like, you know, you could be like 200 pounds and, you know, 5% body fat and weigh 200 pounds and 5'4". Yeah. 
or something like that. I don't like BMI personally because, um, well, I'm considered overweight for my BMI and I'm five, seven, like anywhere from like 152 to 149 pounds. And I probably have anywhere from like 18 to 22, 24% body fat. So if you look at me, you would never think she's overweight, but that's what my BMI says because I have muscle and it doesn't necessarily take that into account. So I'm not a huge fan. I don't pay attention to BMI for that reason. I would personally pay more attention to body fat if you're able to get your hands on like a DEXA scan or a bod pod or some form of body fat testing. Um, and you can even do the pinch ones. They're not necessarily as accurate as like a DEXA scan or the bod pod, but there's, you know, it's a good general idea and, um, taking measurements like around your hips, your hip ratios, um, things like that are probably far more, in my opinion, important than somebody's BMI. If I were a coach and somebody told me their BMI, I would rather be like, all right, send me progress pictures, send me your weight, send me your measurements, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, that, of course, you're, you're going for school for dieting, but is there, uh, do you want to do training at any point, like before? Yeah. I actually am doing both right now because my certification is done and finished. So I'm actually doing um, both training and nutrition. I do basically right now, it's just like general nutrition, like lifestyle type clients. Um, But I would like to pursue more with that and maybe someday like open up my own type nutrition business or something bigger with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so much, like, food-wise, like, what is the things that you look at? Like, you know, because, I mean, do you track macros? Is that is that your method or what, what is it? Yes, I currently track macros because um, I'm currently doing what I consider to be, like, a slow lifestyle cut. So I'm just over period of time focusing on really really slowly um just losing a little bit of weight here and there and I track macros because I personally find that it's easiest for me um but obviously you can't track macros for your whole entire life so I mean you can but who really wants to do that so I'm a big believer in trying to make habit changes because if you can change your habits then everything and you create like good habits then everything will kind of it's you know mm-hmm. it's easy for you that's what you do every day and you don't have to necessarily worry about like oh my gosh like I don't have structure so I'm a big believer in creating habits um so that when you aren't tracking your macros or tracking your calories you can still see progress because you've created these healthier habits yeah, that's interesting because, you know, um, like diets, like, you know, anytime you say the word diet, I'm like, huh, that means you're restricting yourself. Usually that's what I think when you say mm-hmm. diet or you're changing something to do. But making those like habit, lifestyle changes, whatever you want to call them, is like the hugest thing you can do because now it becomes the norm. 
Right. And, and that's so much easier than like telling somebody like if somebody has no interest, if somebody comes to me and they have no interest in tracking macros, I would not make them track macros. I would just be like, all right, we're just going to make some habit changes that you can adjust to because honestly, you don't have to track macros to, you know, see good progress or be successful, but you have to have some sort of structure and consistency. But if you're able to create that through, you know, habit changes, then, you know, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cause I always used to like, you know, diet. I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to call it diet. You know, food is such an amazing thing. It's strange. Mm -hmm. Um, especially I'm a pasta guy. So it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, I want everything, you know, Italian meatballs, whatever you want, you know? Right. And it's, and it's like, man, I can't like that stuff is so, it just so much on you. It's so, it's so carved up. It's so, you know, all whatever. And it's like, yeah. Um, so I try to think as, you know, change your mindset sometimes. I mean, I don't change it like all the time, but every once right. in a while I try to think of food as fuel rather than something to enjoy. Cause once you start thinking of food as something to enjoy, you know, that vegan cookie is not going to taste as good as that real cookie. It's just a fact. Um, yeah. I don't care who, what you say. I mean, there's a few companies that I would say like quest is pretty good at like making, uh, it's something that tastes really good, but does it have a, you know, a, a lot of sugar? But right. It's, you know, you can't. I don't. I don't know. I just believe you can't really change the taste of something so drastic without putting that in there. Um, no, you can't. I agree with you. I like. I'm a food connoisseur. I love food so much. So. I just try to view it too. And that's why right now I don't have the goal to, you know, step on stage for a show or do anything. It's just purely lifestyle focused. So, I mean, I went, when I was on vacation, I would, you know, try to stay as good and as on track as I could with my training. I was always drinking water. I was always working out and, you know, if we would go out to eat with my family, I would still enjoy myself. Or if I really wanted the donut from the super awesome donut store, I would still go and get the donut and just, you know, either try my best to take it into account for the day. Um, or just say, you know, whatever, like I enjoyed the donut, but it's definitely about, um, focusing on food as fuel and what it has in it. Like it's vitamins and minerals, things like that, because, it is fuel and it is more than fuel. And I feel like once you start to view food from like, okay, this is what it's going to do for my body. Like it's not just going to give me energy. I think that's also something that has helped, um, like my uh, relationship with food and just having more knowledge about it has really helped me too. And I guess that's kind of my goal is to give people more knowledge about food so that they can, you know, have a better relationship with it or just understand more about it. Because I never took any sort of like nutrition food type class in school until I got to college and until I paid to take the class because it's what I wanted to take. You know, it's not required. Nobody has to know it, which I think is kind of frustrating because it's like some people have no clue like what protein is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you know, no one can be. That's hard because it's such a 
no one can become an expert or know everything about nutrition. I mean, not 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 know everything, but be really educated on nutrition because you don't teach it when you're a kid. I mean, just like finance, nobody teaches finance, you know, to a yeah. seven year old. Like, what's a dollar? You, do you really understand the concept of money? You know, you don't ever ask that to a kid, or you never ask. Well, do you know what calories are? Do you know what protein right. does? Do you know what this, this fish oil, this, this, all the minerals and stuff. So it's the, 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 there's like, I think, honestly, maybe only one method to teach people. It's either or two, I would say, educate them or, I mean, that's pretty much the only one. Ed, you either educate people or, I mean, you just tell them what to do. That's really the only mm-hmm. two options. Um, and when you don't do any of those, it, it, it really causes problems because yeah. I could, if you ask anyone, I mean, in my family, you would just get looked at like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know what that means, you know, especially when it's really technical. Most people know, look, look, most people know what's good and what's bad for you. The, right. the, the issue is, uh, well, is this as good as this, you know? You know, mm-hmm. you can get a salad at McDonald's and you can get a salad at whatever uh, grocery store you go to. Um, what's the difference between those? You know, that they don't know that. Like that, that McDonald's salad has so much sugar. There's so much, you know, they put stuff in there to make it taste much better than it is. And then you have this other salad that doesn't taste as good, but it's, it, it, is, it is healthier for you. So it's like... That kind of thing, everyone really understands. You know, you know not to eat twenty bags of chips. You know, you know what not to do. But it's it's right. a, it's a question of, well, I make these changes. Then what else do I do? Like you know, um, they don't. They need to. I think more people need to educate the the masses rather than trying to uh, change people because you can change someone through personal training or whatever. And everyone one by one, but the best method is to change people and educate them before they get into those bad habits. Right. Like I would love for people to not have to come to me Mm -hmm. for help, you know, even though like that's how I plan on making money and stuff. Like I would rather have people not have to come to me for help like that and stuff like that. Just because if they were educated, you know, it would be so much easier and it's not even, they don't need to even know like, a huge bit of nutrition even if they just know a good like general basic level Mm -hmm. i feel like it would make it so much easier yeah yeah i feel like you would avoid a lot of issues with like being over obesity is just like so prevalent and also i feel like if you just like we are I feel like America as a whole, what I see at least, is very good at like getting rid of weight, but it's like a vicious cycle of getting rid of it and then putting it all back on. And it's just a pure like yo-yo diet. Every or at least everyone who doesn't know about nutrition that I'm friends with goes through phases like that. So it's kinda like how do you teach them, you know, that that's not necessarily the healthiest and mm-hmm. this needs to be sustainable. And I feel like if they're taught from a young age about how to eat and just how to properly fuel their body and, you know, kind of have that type of balance in their diet, you could avoid a lot of issues like that when they're older. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm not hating people that are overweight or whatever, but no, me either. 
Yeah, it's 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 just you know, I like you know, it hurts the person. Like you know, it's the uh, it's the the physical implications, uh, whatever else comes with it, the heart disease. So there's so, there's so mm-hmm. many problems, and you know, I'm I don't care if you're you're shredded or anything like that. I just want you to be healthy enough where you can do exactly. things and move around and stuff like that. So when you get to a certain point, it's and you pass that certain point and you even keep going, it, it really scares me. And it's not because I, I think f- being fat is bad. I think it's more like uh, there's health implications to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a few – I mean I watch YouTube a lot. So there's this uh, one YouTuber that I watch – I used to watch all the time. And he, w- he went from two – I forget, 300 to 500 in like a matter of months. Um, that was a scary. Then he lost a hundred pounds or 150 was at four something uh, or three something. Uh, and then now he's back at to like five fifteen. So it's like, you know, and he's like, what, 20, I think he was said he was 32. And I was like, my God, you're, you know, you, you have some, you're going to have so many, like he has health, a lot of health issues. So it's like, wow, you, you need to do something. I don't know. I don't know what. He's been helped like thousands of times, thousands of times. And it's like he's had personal trainers. He's had um, – he went to – he did a boot camp. He's done this. He's done that, you know. And it's like, you know, how do you get that type of person to follow something that regimen? Because, I mean, if he just made slight changes, it would be a huge impact, you know. But Totally. It's – it it you know, the, I'm not saying it's bad to be fat. I'm saying it's bad – to have bad health problems like mm-hmm. you know he know yeah i don't have an issue with it either at all like um but the issue i have with it is it's not healthy and it's not safe mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people i don't know how to put this but like i feel like it's kind of become sort of normalized in a way and just because it's so prevalent but i don't it's just, it makes me sad because I know it's not healthy and safe. Like I see it in my own family. People who are overweight have, you know, so many more problems with their insides. And it's just like, ugh, like I want to help you so bad. And it's so hard to see that. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's more like they don't want to hear it. And then some people, it's just, they're stuck. Uh, you know, um, they can't. They can't get over the the, 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 the the problems and it's so hard yeah. to, to see like, hey, uh, I can't do that or like this and that. And especially in America, I mean, we have it the worst, I think, or second worst or something like that. I mean, yeah, I think we do. <laughs> I mean, I live in this second most overweight city in America. So it's like, it's like, wow. And you know, you go to other countries, a lot of people are a lot more healthier. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's honestly because of school and especially public schools. I mean, if you look at what what they're feeding, oh, God, feeding, yeah. feeding children these days, it's pizza, like, you know, breakfast pizza, chicken tenders. Uh, I mean, like, you, I can go on and on. Like, there's no nutritional value and there's the cheapest thing that you they could afford or – whatever right. was in the budget no quality mm-hmm. yeah there's just no quality in the food either it's such an issue and i feel like a lot of the problems we have too 
are with like the marketing of food and how the commercials are run and just things like, I mean, not having the basic knowledge, obviously, but people just tend to think like certain foods that are quote unquote unhealthy are fine to eat, but which, you know, they are fine to eat every once in a while, but people just don't think that it's every once in a while and they think like it tastes good. We're eating it all the time. And they just don't, I feel like they, this is just what I'm assuming. And, you know, I don't know from my own experience because I'm not necessarily put in those shoes, but I think it's just very heavily dependent on like what you see on television is put into your mind because that's a thing. Like when you see food and when you smell food, you know, your body is kind of like, okay, like I'm a little bit hungry. I could go for some of that. Or when you see chocolate, smell chocolate, stuff like that, you know, that's how it works. And when you're in the grocery store, they market it everywhere. Like you're at the checkout line, chocolate, 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 you know, all of the, before you go down the aisles in Publix or whatever grocery store, you know, they put like some sort of quote unquote junk food or just not like the healthiest food. They're not putting like vegetables and you know potatoes at the ends of the aisles that's in its but that would be so strange i don't know i don't know if it I'm, would be strange because sure. my reptile brain does not comprehend having vegetables next to you know where 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 candy should be you know i don't know why yeah that's true i mean it would be a little bit different of a setup for sure hmm. but it's definitely from what i recognize when I'm walking down the aisles and I look down the aisle, there's always like some type of Oreo cookie cracker sitting on the ends of the aisles that's on sale. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why? And I think the hugest problem is it's cheap, fast, and efficient. Mm -hmm. It is. That's what I hate. Honestly, eating healthy is kind of expensive, mm -hmm. but it's like... And you gotta, you gotta, it's like hunting. It's like you gotta look through like 14 aisles before you find everything you need. And it's totally. like, you know, I can find junk food like that. It's it's on the shelves. It's just like right there. Like, right. oh, I, I can take that, you know? There's a little section. I've seen a section of Oreos. Like, it was like this big. Oh my gosh. All the way around. And there's like, I don't know, someone put like a whole pallet of Oreos. Like, there's literally a metric ton of Oreos right there. <laughs> So, you know, they don't get a metric ton of vegetables. I mean, it's no. Oh, gosh, no. And it's strange because the produce, I mean, I don't know. I think every store, every every grocery store I've ever been is like this. They have everything separated very traditional like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like healthy food here, bad food here. Right. Um, which I think is the best method because it distinguishes what's good and what's not. Yeah. What's funny is. My coach pointed this out to me when I first asked him about, like, training and nutrition. And I actually went to the grocery store with him, and he was showing me and basically just, like, teaching me. And it was so extremely helpful. But he said, he was like, if you stay around the outside of all the aisles, you'll notice that's where, like, the healthiest and most optimal, you could say, food is going to be. And it's kind of true. Like... Obviously, not everything in between is perfect, but, like, usually on the outside of all the aisles, you have a produce section. Um, you have, like, meats, dairy, you know, dry food, like, rice, potatoes, stuff like that. It's all usually mm -hmm. on the outside. And I was like, that's a very interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, of course, it's planned. It's a planned concept because yeah. 
Once you start getting into the inside, healthy food and bad food are mixed together. It's like a mm-hmm. jumble. Um, so you don't know which is what, which is which. Right. So then you have to come up with a way of like, oh, so aisle 14 is this. They switch everything up all the time. Um, I think that's just to kind of confuse people or, you know, just to put new products or whatever. You know, fit whatever you can on the shelves. That's what, what the motto is. Right. And when that's the motto, you know, you, you need to separate good from bad or like have like a spectrum. You know, this goes from the worst food you can eat. There's uh, triple dunked Oreos or whatever over here. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> Tri- like when they came out with that, I, I, I literally had a heart attack. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, like, I think it's great. Like it tastes I great. I love it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I honestly still would say, you know, go ahead and have some because mm-hmm. we're humans and not everybody like doesn't enjoy that stuff. So I think it's good to have. I truthfully wish that they would create them in smaller packages, though. Because oh, yeah, because they put 20, 30 serving sizes and you don't exactly. know what you're eating. How many cookies is that? I don't know. I would yeah, just eat I'm the whole bag. to admit. Yep. Like, I can't control myself with Oreos. I mean, it's literally like my crack cocaine. I cannot control myself with it. I will eat the whole box. So, I would, and it's, they do make like prepackaged, like six Oreos in one small container, but they yeah, don't but do so it with the new ones. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, okay, you know, that's no good. <laughs> and it's so, it's like the smaller packages are usually more expensive than the bigger packages. And you're like, yep. I mean, if you're looking for, I mean, my, not necessarily when you first look at it, like, you know, uh, 50 cents to 150 for a whole thing. But ounces-wise, you know, everything like that, it's much more expensive to get a smaller package. And that's like, buy in bulk, that's such a dumb idea. I mean, it's a terrible concept, especially if you're trying to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the more you get, the cheaper it is. And, right, for and, sure. And of course, produce doesn't last very long. I mean, yeah, stuff like that. That's the only issue I have is I make like grocery trip runs every three days because those don't stay good. Yeah, that's that's a huge problem. And then sugar, sugar is the greatest drug ever made. I mean, it it is. It, I mean, you don't think of like sugar as a drug. I mean, most people don't, and it's like. It is the greatest drug ever. I mean, it sells better than cocaine, crack, heroin, anything you can think of, methamphetamines. If you lumped every drug on the planet together and you put it against sugar, sugar wins 100% of the time. And it's, it, people don't look at it like that. They're like, oh, sugar is just it's bad for you, but who cares, you know? Or like, you know, you can have it every once in a while. Well, and then every once in a while, once in a while. What do you mean? Once a week? Every day? Every other day? Like what? What? What is once in a while for you? That's like a, a such an arbitrary concept, you know? Yeah, like I don't, I actually don't have an issue with sugar from the standpoint of like, if you are able to, you know, control your intake on it, like go for it, have it. It's not gonna kill you. But the only thing that will kill you not necessarily kill you but long term isn't good is if you are constantly eating too much of it and then you're constantly eating too much food in general which is just going to cause you health issues as is so it's kind of like 
you know, what's your level of self-control? How good do you feel with having sugar in your diet? Because we technically all need sugar in our diet. Like sugar is in fruits. It is in, um, a lot of foods that we eat that you would consider healthy. So it's not necessarily like the worst thing, but you know, when you have it in candy bars or when you have it in like Sour Patch Kids, stuff like that, it's so much harder for most people to, you know, kind of control their intake on that. And that's when it just becomes the problem, I feel. And when is, um, what do you think like the number one thing is to do? I always say it's a water. I don't know. Cause I feel like people are dry. A lot of people don't drink as enough water. I think that's mm-hmm. just my, my, my idea of it because, like, man, you should be drinking a gallon or half a gallon at least. I mean, like, you should say in, in this nice range, but, man, my father drinks, like, a cup of water, like, a day. And he, he never, like, sometimes he drinks more, but that's usually when I'm telling him to. I'm like, drink some more water. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good, you know. And I'm like, my gosh, you know, you're you're a machine, think of all that blood around you like you need all that to do you're sweating and if you're and all that stuff just goes away like i don't you know it's hard to change people i've done it yeah it's hard and it's it's sad because you want to help like especially if you have friends or family you you just want to help them out and i know and what i find this is just really quick but what i find is when you try to help your at least for me I can't help my family. Like I try so hard and I just can't, they have to hear it from somebody else, which is always frustrating, but water is definitely, um, so important and people totally undermine like the fact that your body needs it. And I know I've had friends who will literally only drink like soda all day long and drink absolutely no water. And I'm like, Oh my God. This is so bad for you. You know what someone told me about that? Is that soda has water. And I was like, okay. I mean, even if it does, it's not enough to actually help you and reap the benefits. Mm -hmm, Because your body's... I I don't know. I try to explain it to you when people get it kind of construed. I mean, you have to use analogies with people because people don't understand. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Well, you like cars, right? Imagine there was no oil in your car, right? You're gonna, you're, it's not gonna work. It's gonna start mm-hmm. breaking down. You know, it's how the body works. <laughs> and if you don't drink, you know, water is your uh, your oil. So keep it. You got to keep it going. And you mm-hmm. know, if you don't feed it water every day, it's not like a car where you just pour like a thousand gallons of water in it or a thousand, like you know, max it out. You need it all the time, every day, and it always excretes a lot. So, um, and especially when you sleep, like people don't think like you sweat when you sleep. Usually, I mean, you're losing lots of water when you sleep. And yeah, it's always trying to explain that concept. Like, oh my gosh, you know, why do you wake up so thirsty? Like, you're always like, I need something to drink. Right. Also, because you just went like eight hours without drinking anything. You know. Hmm. I mean, and it's kind of funny too because um, water intake is something that I have been so like uh, such a stickler about since I was at least 10 because I actually have hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating. So 
It's not like, you know, when you work out and you sweat and you like smell bad, it's mm-hmm. not like that type of sweat, but I'm just constantly sweating. Like my hand, my palms and my feet are always sweating. So I, when I was younger, I remember I almost had like a huge dehydration issue and almost like passed out, out in public with my family because I was so dehydrated because we didn't know that I had this. Um, because I was really, really young. I was like six when it happened. But then once I was 10, I mean, I never went anywhere without a water bottle ever because I just have to always make sure that I'm drinking water because it's such, um, you know, I'm always losing it. So I always have to replace it. That's, that's strange. And you know, it's hard to tell people like it, that all that stuff really depends on genetic, your metabolism, your this and that, and then you can you can destroy. I don't care who you are, you can destroy anything um, in your body, and it, it's it's easier than you think sometimes. Yeah, totally. And I mean, obviously, what I have is like, you know, that's probably I don't know if it's quite genetic, but that's like a disorder. This isn't common, I would say. I hope not, but. So, you know, it's different, but it's still, that just goes to show you, like, that's how important water is. You need it or else, you know, you're not going to be functioning. Mm. And even if you're like one of those strange, because I've seen, I've heard that there's strange people that don't need as much water. You're most likely not one of those people. I mean, that too. And I always sometimes wonder how much like merit that has to it, how true that really is. I've never actually like seen a show about it or like heard from a doctor talk about it but I would find it weird because I think our bodies are like I think it's like 70% of us is made up of water or it's something absolutely insane so it's like how are you human (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean like like of course sleep is a huge aspect I think of life and people that don't really know that you know I know people that can sleep four hours and be a hundred percent functional, a hundred percent functional, yeah. but they're far and few between far mm-hmm. and few between. I think, I think, uh, like a researcher study said it was like 2% or 1% of the human population, human population, not just in America, human population There's 8 billion people, right? So there's probably a million that could sleep four hours. And most people are trying to sleep four or five, six, seven. Like it, it's what you need is, recommended it was, of course is seven to eight but you know you may need nine just because your body is different right or just because you work harder during the day yeah mm-hmm. my dad is actually one of those extremely rare people that can sleep four hours every night and function like a human being i mean sometimes he's kind of grumpy i don't know if that's because i would assume it's because he's not sleeping much but he still goes to the gym he still goes out rides his bike i mean he's like probably more active than I am. He's literally a machine and I have no idea how he does it, but, um, well, he also does it because he knows how to fuel his body with food. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't, you know, he'll eat a lot of food, which when you're not sleeping much, you know, sometimes you have to eat more food or else you're going to be a complete slug and be super tired. Yeah. That's always interesting to say. Cause like you don't really know how you're going to react until you, you know, you get there and you start changing things, but um, p- people are different. Like, uh, you know, genetics plays a role. We don't know how large of a role it is, but it does play a role, mm-hmm. especially where you start and where you where you can 
not where you get to, but where you start. Because like metabolism, there's so many different types of metabolisms. Like there's some people who burn fat like that, like it, you know, and they burn calories away like in minutes or days. Like you know, they're not gaining. They may eat five thousand calories, and their body only needs two thousand, and they don't gain any weight from that. It's because their metabolism burns calories faster than than anything that I've ever seen. I mean, there's strange cases. I mean, I know people who can... There's this guy who could run forever because he has no lactic, lactic acid. He doesn't produce any lactic acid, so his muscles don't get sore. Um, or They do get sore, but he doesn't feel it, so he can run forever, technically. And, it, and it, it's like, wow, there's people like that. That's insane, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how does that work? Like, how can you kind of change that aspect. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's not really something you can change, at least right now. I mean, uh, nutrition is moving so fast in a fast pace. Like, the stuff you learn in school is going to be outdated in four to five years. Like, it's not – it's very interesting that that's going to happen. Like, see how that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very crazy. Yeah. Well, Kira, thank you for talking to me again. It was interesting. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of nutrition facts this time. I think that was pretty cool. Like, you know. I know. I'm glad. Uh, well, uh, of course, I'll have you on some other time. Um, I just realized, you know, one of my other guests, well, I, I call her a good friend, but Sedona, you know Sedona? Yeah. Uh, we'll do a, what I, ca- I call them compadre podcast, but it's just like, it's three to four people or whatever, and it's pretty cool. I mean. That's, that's I usually like doing those every once in a while. That would be so much fun. I'd love to do that. All right. Well, thanks for talking, and um, you have a nice day. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You too. Bye. Right. Bye.